Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Byers Automotive and Letterman Row. If you're looking for an auto, go to buyersauto.com and check out all the best deals in Central Ohio. If you're looking for Ohio State football recruiting stuff, you come to the right spot today. Spencer Holbrook and myself will be talking about a big recruiting event coming up at Ohio Stadium, the country's top 2023 prospect who visited Ohio State, a key offensive line target making a decision soon, and why Ohio State decided to not aggressively recruit one of the players who was a former five-star in the class of 2022. So without further ado, as my good friend Tom Loke said, let's do it. So Spencer Holbrook has joined us now. We're talking stuff about Ohio State football recruiting, and we can't really start this show without talking about the barbecue, Spencer. It's coming up. It's Thursday afternoon, a fun, casual afternoon for a lot of Ohio State top targets coming in from out of town, coming in from all over Ohio. We don't have an exact list. We'll start to break that down as we move towards Thursday afternoon and get a little bit more in-depth on on what to expect with some of the players in attendance. But for me, Spencer, if you look at this barbecue, uh, it's hard to look at it without getting a very important Florida vibe. Ohio State has Richard Young, the country's number one ranked 2023 running back coming into town. Peyton Kirkland, the top offensive lineman. Clay Whedon, another top offensive lineman in the class of 2023. But then you also have Kenyatta Jackson coming in from um, you know Miami along with Ryan Turner, Ohio State commit. And so you start to look at that and you start to think, okay, as what we've talked about a lot in the last couple of weeks, the Buckeyes need to find a way to create a new pipeline to the Southeast. And maybe this barbecue is the, is the first opportunity to do that. Yeah, and you could see them start to make a push here. You know, there's a lot of guys from that 2023 class that are going to be on campus 
with the 2024 with the 2022 class excuse me and and that can start to create a little bit of a bond there and then you start to wonder okay where does the 2023 class begin does it begin in florida does it begin in alabama does it begin right there in ohio you know with with some of these top in-state guys and you just start to look at some of the guys on this list who are making the trip on their own dime from this 2023 class and you start to piece together who could maybe be the first domino i'm not saying there's going to be a commitment out of this this barbecue out of the uh the old grill and chill but um you do wonder who, you know who is it going to be maybe they get an answer this week ye old grill and chill sounds like a wonderful spot for richard young the country's number one ranked running back as i said this this is a very interesting recruitment to me i mean we've talked a, a, a while now and i think that there's almost this idea for ohio state similar to what they're doing at quarterback in the class of 2022 or i'm sorry 23 at quarterback what they could be doing uh, at 22 and at tailback you you go out you get a good player you get dallas uh, down hayden but you also know that you're not going to really go out and stack the position in 22 because richard young is out there in 23 so at quarterback the buckeyes are doing that you look for the best available player you can find at quarterback in 23 so that you really push for 24 where jaden davis the, the the top target in that class is coming in for the barbecue also we'll talk about that but richard young now that trey webb is committed to oklahoma although Richard is supposed to visit there also, you, you wonder if now it really starts to have a line of demarcation between Ohio State, uh, Alabama, and Georgia, and Clemson for him. I think that's what it's going to come down to for Richard Young is that four. But this is Tony Alford's opportunity to really put Ohio State in, in the driver's seat. It'll be the second visit to Columbus in six weeks for Richard Young. You don't do that unless you're seriously interested in the Buckeyes, right? Yeah, and especially because like Ohio State's not – paying these guys to come here the house is not paying their way to get there this is a come on your own accord and we'll be there if you want to hang out at this barbecue and that's telling all these guys coming up from florida these guys coming up from coming from all over really all over the country but mo mostly the southeast these guys are coming up because they want to see what ohio state's about and get a maybe a better in-person in-depth view of what ohio state is about since most of these guys came for camp but in camp yeah, you get some one-on-one -on -one time, but at the same time, there were a lot of guys on campus, a lot of things going on. Coaches are in the middle of recruiting a lot of different guys. You get kind of a more intimate setting now with this barbecue, and you really get to find out, you know, what Ohio State's about and vice versa. Ohio State really gets to find out a little bit more about these guys. It's something they didn't get to do in the last couple of recruiting classes because of the COVID thing. Right. You find out if someone's a mac and cheese guy or like a cornbread guy. And if someone isn't a mac and cheese guy, you can remove them from your recruiting board because you can't trust anybody who doesn't like mac and cheese. So, I mean, I think that's important. It's the third visit for Derek LeBlanc coming up, the defensive end from Florida. Third visit since June 1st for him. So if we're talking about a kid that you could maybe see as like an early commit type to pull the trigger, I mean, Ohio State isn't expecting that, but three visits in, in eight weeks, it certainly indicates some real uh, interest there from Derek LeBlanc. And, you know, when you're talking about the first visit for uh, Peyton Kirkland, for Clay Whedon, that's very important. But, you know, if we're talking more about the, the immediate needs, then all of a sudden you look at Kenyatta Jackson. And I believe that it's an Ohio State-Oklahoma battle for him. I think he'll have a decision made before the start of his senior season. And this type of trip it's coming in wednesday afternoon going to be in town for you know two days this is an opportunity for him and his family to get a, a sense of way more about columbus than just campus um and i think you're absolutely right this is this is about who are these guys going to be 
coached by or hanging out with when they're not playing football. It's one thing to come up for an official visit where everything is very regimented and scheduled. It's another thing to come up for a camp where you have the coach in your, you know, chewing your ear off the whole time and, and working you out. It's another thing when you're just hanging out, playing, you know, uh, cornhole and, and whatever else that you're doing on a, on a normal Thursday afternoon in the summer. Um, and I think that's where Ohio State's really just trying to show that family feeling that that Ryan Day and his coaches have been trying to sell for for the last couple of years. Yeah, and and you wonder just the like how how the setup is. Is is it as chill as we're being led on to believe? Is there a recruiting pitch, or is it really just come hang out, have a good time, and meet some of the commits and get to know who these guys are? Or is there going to be you know a a definite pitch? And I think it's a fine line Ohio State has to to walk. At these at these kind of events and this barbecue that happens maybe once a year, twice a year, you don't want to go too recruiting pitch heavy because you want it to be very casual, very um, you know just come hang out and and just get to know us a little better. But also you don't want to waste an opportunity when these guys get to campus. You can't waste an opportunity to really sell them hard on what you think the vision is for what they could do for the program. And so I think it's a balance Ohio State has to walk, and it's an interesting one. I'm anxious to see coming out of it on the other end what these guys have to say about about how Ohio State handled that. Yeah, and Ryan Turner won't be the only Ohio State 2022 commitment in town. Uh, there will be Caleb Brown coming back to visit for the second time. Jair Brown will be there. CJ Hicks will be there. Uh, there's no expectation at this point of guys like Bennett uh, Christian or Benji Gosnell making it. Tegrit Shabola probably will make it from what I understand. Um, so you have a couple different classes. And then to me, Spencer, everyone who followed us in June, Knows how impressed I was with Jaden Davis, the class of 2024 quarterback uh, from the South Carolina, North Carolina border. And I think it's pretty telling that he's the only quarterback coming to this thing this week. I think it's pretty telling that as a class of 2024, Ohio State has pushed to get him back on campus so quickly. Uh, I don't expect an early decision from him, but I think this is a real opportunity for Ryan Day and Corey Dennis to sit down with Jaden Davis and say, here's exactly what we're going to do. And if there's going to be a change in philosophy in quarterback recruiting, now is the time to make sure that that is very, very uh, obvious and public. Because if you say to them, hey, you know, we, we're going to try to do that skippy thing, right? The skippy thing. I think that's what – is this a thing? Is it a thing? The skippy you're, thing you're, a cra thing? you're crazy. You're crazy. Is the skippy thing a thing? So, like, you know, you, you go from Quinn Ewers, 23, you either go out and get a transfer or one-year guy to try to space out the roster a little bit. And then you go all in with Jaden Davis. I think that's key. Um, and then what you look for outside of that is the in-state guys, Josh Padilla, Luke Montgomery. The Ohio State will hope that Sonny Styles makes it over. Uh, Anthony Brown, the class of 2023 wide receiver from Springfield, will make it up. He'll be the only receiver target outside of Caleb Brown that's going to be in town. So it's just, you know, it's not a lot of guys, I don't think. I mean, it's, but admittedly, it'll be more than we know offhand. We don't know everyone that's coming, but – as you start to piece it together, uh, it seems pretty, um, you know, sniper approach if you're looking for a, you know, term to, to figure out exactly how Ohio State decided who to invite. Yeah, and this is the top of the top of the big board. And it kind of gives you, in a way, Berm, kind of gives us and everybody who watches this a little inside view on, on who really is, you know, the, the priority when it, when it comes to quarterback, when it comes to um, you know, getting to know somebody better at wide receiver with Anthony Brown, not, maybe not the top priority for his class, but a guy that they really want to see more from and, and get to know a little better just to see if he's the right fit. You know, Kenyatta Jackson, obviously top, top of the board there, the offensive lineman they've invited top of the board. 
um, you know, Luke Montgomery, uh, Sonny Styles, Jaden Davis, like these guys are at the top of the list. And it kind of gives us a little bit of a, you know, inside baseball on, on who really is the priority for the Buckeyes. Yeah. And we'll see if anything comes out of that. I don't know that I expect a commitment. Like you said, I mean, it, it, I don't, I'm not going to be surprised if one of these guys that's been there multiple times this summer ends up deciding that it's time. Um, Josh Padilla is making visits to all of his top schools again this week. And so you start to figure out maybe that he's a guy that, you know, when he was offered, everyone sort of assumed that he'd be an early decider. Maybe that comes a little bit sooner uh, now that he's getting back to these schools. But the real thing is about just building camaraderie and showing people what Ohio State's about. And, and that's why Ohio State this week has already started that. They had the number one ranked player in the country in the class of 2023 on campus on Sunday with the day that the dead period ended. Uh, you know, Lebius Overton, the, the five-star defensive end slash power forward from Milton High School in Alpharetta, Georgia, was on campus his first time. He's one of the very few players that you're ever going to find that actually has an Ohio State offer of football and basketball. He plays with an Ohio State uh, commitment and Bruce Thornton down there at Milton, uh, who is the uh, 2022 signee for the Buckeyes basketball program. So, you know, there's some ties there. Uh, I did talk to Lebius and he said he had a great time. He said he was excited to be on campus and get to meet people in person. Of course, as a defensive end, Spencer, what's the biggest takeaway for Lebius Overton? It's got to be Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. It's the breakdown, the way that Larry Johnson was able to sit down with him and break down his film, go over his film. See, this is the difference. And, and I, I know other schools will start doing this because we've talked about it a number of times this summer, Spencer, but Larry Johnson's breaking down the film of the guys he's talking to. Other schools are breaking down the film of the best players they've had in their program. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like this is Larry Johnson saying, here's how I'm going to make you better not Larry Johnson saying, here's how I'm going to make you chase young. And I think that that does actually, um, you know, hit home a, a lot harder than people would think it does. Yeah. And a lot of these guys are confident, but I think a lot of these guys also know, like, I think it's going to be pretty hard to be chase young. And so like, you don't just want to throw chase young on there and be like, this is what you're going to be, because that's kind of an outlandish thing to say, no matter who it is. And so I think that's part of it is like, I want to show you how I can make you the best player that you can be, make you the best Levius Overton, not make you into Chase Young. Like, why, why, would you, why would you want to compare a 17-year-old kid to the best defensive end maybe in college football in the last 15 years? So yeah. I, I just, it just, it wouldn't really make sense. And I think Larry Johnson takes a very rational approach to it. He says, hey, I'm going to make Levius Overton the best Levius Overton he can be. I'm going to make Kenyatta Jackson the best Kenyatta Jackson he can be. I'm not going to make him into something they're not. And I think that's part of the thing that hits so close to home for these guys and is part of the honesty pitch that Ohio State gives to every single player that comes on campus. Yeah, and, and that's why it's important for us to be honest. I mean, this is going to be a an uphill battle in the recruitment of Levius Overton. I can, as I wrote about on Saturday, he has family ties to Georgia. That's where he lives, Alabama. That's where his father worked, Oklahoma. That's where his father played football. Uh, this is a kid that's going to have every option in the world. Uh, he is absolutely 100% one of those guys that fits Ohio State's brand of football and the personality of the Ohio State football program. Uh, so they will they will certainly make their best pitch for him. Um, but you have to wonder now as the Oklahoma-Texas thing happens and Oklahoma head into the SEC, if that makes it easier for him to pick the school that his father played at. You know, there's a lot of these moving parts. Um, I'm never going to ever say that Larry Johnson can't get something done when it comes to a player that he wants. It certainly would be a bad business to do so, considering how often he gets everyone he wants. But 
Uh, that's going to be an uphill battle, but it's still a huge first step for Ohio State to get Lebius Overton on campus for the first time. Yeah, and just make sure that he knows the pitch. You know, that, that original pitch is, hey, this is what Larry Johnson can do for you. You like what you see? Come back. And I think that's all Ohio State can really do here. Yep, absolutely. And if you like what you see, come back after this break. Okay, Spencer. So let's talk about other stuff. It's not the, the good stuff. Let's talk about potentially bad stuff. I don't want to even say bad stuff, but let's just talk realistic stuff. We got an Addison Nichols uh, decision date coming. He's going to make his college announcement on Monday, July or August second. Sorry, my my days are are running together. July July is over. August second, next Monday. Addison Nichols, four-star offensive lineman from Georgia, who Ohio State really likes as a as a potential. Uh, five position guy on the offensive line. He's a great fit for the Buckeyes program as far as his off the field stuff and the personality. Final three schools, Ohio State, Tennessee, North Carolina. Mother uh, went to Tennessee, family ties are there. North Carolina was not in his top five, did not take an official visit there and ended up swooping in and let, you know, jumping over Georgia and USC and Florida, who he did take official visits to. How do you see it stacking up, Spence? Um, I think this is probably going to be bad news for Ohio State. I think I think he probably ends up at Tennessee. Uh, North Carolina must have done something to wow him in the meantime when he didn't take an official visit there. But at the end of the day, you know, the family ties, the the ability for Josh Heupel to probably use the recruiting pitch of you can be the first of many that we're going to have here at Tennessee. I think that's probably a, a good, a good pitch to sell to somebody who has the family ties and has the allegiances that he has in Tennessee. I think this ends up as a Tennessee win. And I don't think it's really a loss for Ohio state, but it's just one of those recruiting battles where you offered, you were in it till the end. You just didn't pick Ohio state. And I think that's just the way of the game sometimes. And, you know, Ohio state still got a lot of big fish on the offensive line. I don't think this hurts them in recruiting too badly, it probably makes the picture a little more clear on what they can do and what their options are. But I think he is going to end up picking Tennessee on Monday. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, mom gets what mom wants. And I, I think mom would have been fine with him going anywhere else. But I do think it's been a, a family push to Tennessee for a while. And I actually said that after I met Addison for the first time back in March. I told people then I thought it was an Ohio State-Tennessee battle. And I, some folks kind of suggested I was crazy. Am I crazy? Um, but I, I, I thought that it just felt like there was a real strong family allegiance to the volunteers. And then when you get the new coach coming in, there's a, that buildup of excitement. And one thing that was telling to me at the time is when I talked to Addison, he mentioned about how important it was to be around other guys like him. But then he said it was also important that he felt he could help change the culture of a program by being who he is. And I think that that's one of the things that stuck in my head um, for the last few months about him. And it's not that he's a, um, I, I don't think he's a kid that's as interested in football, 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 football as some of these other kids. And I think he sees the opportunity to be closer to family. I think his grandparents still live in Knoxville. I think that there's just a, a lot going in the direction here of the volunteers. Um, and I agree. I think that's what it's going to be, but you know, we're recording this on Monday night. He's got till next Monday to make an announcement. Uh, um, so I do think it's going to be Tennessee. But to, to your bigger point, Spencer, I think you're absolutely right in that Ohio State. At this point, you start to see those offensive line options parsing down a little bit. And it, it actually makes it a little bit easier for Greg Strudwara and Ohio State because you don't have to worry about someone 
saying I want in right now and then costing you a player that maybe is higher on the board. Uh, you know, I, I'm, there's all these guys that they'd say yes to, but at the same time, you always have a pecking order, right? I mean, there's always a list. Yeah, and when you look at that list, it's got to start with Cam Dubery, it's got to go to Ernest Green, and then you get down to the rest of them. I think it's Cam Dubery, Ernest Green, and everyone else. And I think when you look at it that way, no, I'm not saying that these guys, other guys are not good players. They're all great players. They're all being recruited to play at Ohio State. But Addison Nichols makes things just a little clearer for Greg draw. It makes it a little easier to recruit the guys that, that are maybe a little higher on the board or maybe, you know, just as high on the board. So I, yeah. I, I, I do think that it makes a lot of sense for Ohio State not to really view this as a loss, just as, you know, and, and the other thing is good for Addison Nichols. He's a really good kid who makes a college decision. It's just not Ohio State. I don't think there's any bad blood there. I don't think this is a recruiting loss. It's just they pick the other school. That's fine. Yeah. And to, to go back to the, the barbecue talk and, you know, to meld that with the offensive line talk, um, I, I think it's interesting that Josh Padilla from Wayne Huber Heights High School is making the trip up to Columbus for Thursday, but Emil Wagner, the class of 2022 offensive tackle from Wayne is not. And, you know, I talked to Emil and he said, basically, he's just tired of the recruiting thing and wants to focus on getting ready for a season. But as I've said a couple of times in the last few weeks, it feels like he's a kid that maybe isn't wanting that spot because if he wanted it as badly as people in Ohio think he should, I think he'd take it. And I think that at this point, there's almost a, uh, a dis there's a decision being made by not making a decision is the best way I can say. It. Does that make I think sense? It's a, I, I think what you're trying to say is there's a certain inevitability in his recruitment. Uh, it just a, feels like he's wait. It feels like there's a, a very good chance he's going to wait himself too long which is totally his right. And if it's what he wants to do, more power to him. But uh, I think that it's clear by not making that short trek up on Thursday to be, to get to know some of these other guys or to be around CJ Hicks, who's one of his close friends and do, it just seems to me like maybe that there's a, a decision being made by not making a decision. To, so I don't know. I agree. I agree. Well, good. And I'm glad you agree. I'm glad uh, bro, you agree. I think there's a couple other things, just almost housekeeping notes when it comes to Ohio State uh, recruiting. Sean Murphy commits to Alabama. Um, that was trending away from Ohio State for a long time. Um, and really, I think Ohio State's pretty much set a linebacker. I said it before. I think I'll say it again. I, I made Maybe it's a bold prediction considering the way that the recruitment has gone through the entire cycle, but I think Ohio State's content with two linebackers. And I think yeah. the rest of the, the defense is going to be positionless. There's going to be guys who will slide into that line, those linebacker spots, play the bullet, play the hybrid, play the safety, uh, play slot corner, which is, you know, in the run game, almost an extension of, of your linebacker. you got to be able to tackle there. So I, I think everything Ohio State's doing leads me to believe that there's still only going to be two linebackers in this class. And, and Sean Murphy's a, a really good player. He just didn't fit in the Ohio State class. Yeah, and, and honestly, it's one of these things where I'm not sure why – I know that Sean Murphy talked a lot about Ohio State last summer, like summer of 2020. I know that he's close friends with CJ Hicks and he's, you know, got family ties to Youngstown, but he hadn't visited Ohio State in over a year uh, or almost two years at this point. Um, there hadn't really been much of a building relationship between him and the Buckeyes uh, in the last year. I know he still stayed in contact with, um, with Al Washington, but it was never a situation where it felt like Ohio State was making a, a real push here. And I think as they wanted him to come visit this week, 
for that barbecue because as a 2022 prospect, they could have worked him out and done an, uh, an you know unofficial visit workout, which would have been huge for Sean Murphy, for Al Washington to see exactly where he would fit by deciding not to do that. And actually, he moved his decision date up a week. He initially said that he was going to announce on August 2nd and then moved it up to this past Sunday. And then once that happened, you kind of just knew it was not going to be Ohio State because they wanted him to come visit. Uh, I tend to agree that the Buckeyes will be okay at linebacker with the 2022 class if it just ends up being C.J. Hicks and Gabe Powers because those two fit so many spots and they're so multiple in the way that they play the game and versatile. There are players out there that they would still love to have at the position. Jalen Walker was always at the top of the board for Ohio State. Uh, Jahad Campbell, if he decided he wanted to flip from Clemson, is another one that they'd take. Um, But right now, especially as the Buckeyes try to figure out uh, the eligibility piece for Paulier Neoteote, if he's eligible and they can get him into the into the roster and get him playing, then you don't have to worry as much about adding a third linebacker in the class of 2022. If it ends up turning out that he's not eligible and has to go to a JUCO or do something else crazy, then maybe they revisit this in October or November. But for now, I tend to think that you're correct that they'll they'll set there because they've got only a handful of spots left. They need five defensive linemen, and there's two more safeties that they're uh, you know going to wait until signing day for. Yeah, I, absolutely. And then the other thing is AJ Harris, the 2023 Do It All cornerback, one of the best cornerback prospects, regardless of class in the country. I don't think it's hyperbole to say that, considering what he was able to do. I believe at the opening, he's he is an, a stud in every sense of the word when it comes to to the football recruiting process. He'll visit Clemson. Um, and you have more details on that. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State had was hoping to get AJ back up on campus for the barbecue themselves, but it's a little bit of a trek to make for uh, you know a cookout. Uh, he will make the shorter trip over to Clemson on the weekend, and I, I think right now, as I try to handicap it, I mean, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia, Alabama seem to be the the real five here. There are other schools in the mix, but. I think it's actually probably a good thing for Ohio State. If AJ's being true to what he said all along, which is that he wanted to make an early decision, uh, I think you'll see this visit to Clemson happen. He may visit Alabama or Georgia this weekend also. Uh, And then I think you're going to see a couple early season game visits, one to Ohio State for the Oregon game, one to Clemson, Georgia. And I think you could see a decision soon after that. So uh, I actually think it's a positive because it's an opportunity for his mom to get to Clemson and visit where she wasn't able to go before. She did make the visit to Ohio State. She did make the visit to Notre Dame. So it's just sort of a check mark here to make sure that all the boxes are um, fill and the T's are crossed and I's are dotted. So I think that that's actually a good thing. We'll see. Ohio State has has been in a very good position there, better than most people give them credit for. But as things start to tighten up and, and kids get to the point where, hey, I got to maybe I want to make a decision. These all these other factors start to weigh in, like staying close to home, depth charts, et cetera, and not just about, hey, who do I who do I feel most comfortable with? So uh, lots of things can happen. We're going to try to do another episode of Talking Stuff later this week. Uh, try to Wait, do one. Burn, burn. What, Spencer? What? What? And before you send this out of here, I don't want to play in or out. No, but I want you to tell me the recruit. I want you to tell me the recruit most likely to bring each side dish to the barbecue this week. Well, which side dish? Who, who's who's bringing? All right, like who's bringing the baked beans? Who's bringing the macaroni salad? Who's Ooh, bringing macaroni the? Salad. Who's bringing like plates and cups? Like, like that's a that's a key element to this. Yeah, you know, you know not, like we got to know this stuff. Hold on, I'm getting breaking news. That's actually a story that Spencer Holbrook is going to write 
for Thursday morning. <laughs> wow, wow. Just got that from the home office. So that's pretty great. So look for that piece from Spencer later this week. Uh, look for more stuff from me on lettermanrow.com. Uh, please rate, subscribe, review, hit the little bell so you get notifications whenever we get more stuff for you. And uh, other than that, thanks for watching. This has been Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Buyers Automotive. If you're looking for an auto, head to buyersauto.com. Have a good one, everyone. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.